This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm Ren Wadsworth. And I'm Maximus Hunter, and we are joined in studio today by a reporter. Dakota Babcock. As well as our cool sports dude. Dixon Lawson. Thanks, Dixon Lawson and Coda Babcock. We've got a very interesting show coming up today. Um, we, were, are, we are going to be discussing the uh, Turning Point USA event on campus with a few different perspectives. Ren, who do we have to talk to, or who have we talked to today? Right, so we just wanted to cover a couple opinions. Uh, Charlie Kirk's coming for his uh, culture war, and Donald Trump Jr. will be joining him in that event. Uh, it's going to be at 7 at the UCA today. So a couple people that we're going to have today, we're going to be listening to Charlie Kirk himself. Shortly after that, we'll be listening to Matthew Hitt, who is the faculty chair of the Poli Sci Fun Club. Oh, yeah. And then we'll be listening Fun. to him a little bit later. After that, we're going to be listening to Kahori Kaiser, and she is with Rams for Bernie. After that, we'll be listening to a bit of Charlie's interview with us again. After that, we'll be listening to Charlie Hit once again. Or Matthew Hit. Matthew Hit. Sorry about that. Matthew Hit once again. And then after that, we're going to finish off with an interview with Meg Little, who is with the Young uh, Socialist Democrats of America's Democratic chapter America. uh, at CSU. Alrighty, so we're going to hit it off with Charlie's interview, so stay tuned for that. Well, and you've uh, made your name speaking to college campuses and speaking to college-age conservatives and advocating for free speech and conservative values. Um, what was your own college experience like, and uh, did it maybe lead you to doing this? So I never went to college, which is the great irony of the entire thing. I do have an honorary doctorate. Go chuck that up, whatever it's worth. But yeah, I never went to college. I actually graduated from high school when I was 18, and um, I saw a great need in our generation, and college outreach is a big part of what we do. And I've seen through my visits on college campuses uh, an incredible amount of hostility, an incredible amount of venom towards these ideas, and you know, it's been a been quite a, a very telling journey, I guess you could say, and to spread the message that I've articulated of conservative beliefs on high school and college campuses across the country. So what do you think it is about college campuses that maybe uh, perpetuate some of, this, uh, some of this emotion? Well, the professors and the administration not only tolerate it, they encourage it, and they incentivize it amongst the, the students. Radicalism is given a sense of currency, and uh, your your, very, your foolish president, uh, college president, did exactly that. And she's, uh, she's I, I'm going to be very careful with the words I use, but it was very disappointing that a college president would loop me into a statement that would compare our organization and me to white supremacists and the most nasty, horrible things in the world, things that I have gone out of my way to condemn, things that I have gone above and beyond to repudiate and to expel from my own ranks that she looks me into that same thing. So when you have leaders like that, when you have leaders as clueless and as foolish as your president and as radical as your president, there's no uh, there's no mystery why universities are heading the way that they are. And so uh, that's a great example of how a university president operates on misinformation, intentionally distorts the truth, and she gives cover to the radicals who then repeat her false party line. So I was I was actually going to wait to talk about this, but since you are bringing it up now, I am curious why do you think she um, put out that email, putting you in the same context as these images? Uh, and for those who don't, she must, for those she who must don't believe know, it. It was yeah, I mean, you know, blackface and swastika sure. that happened on campus uh, about a month ago. I mean, she must believe it, and it's a disgusting thing for her to say and to write. 
Uh, in fact, some would say it even might put her in legal jeopardy, and we're entertaining some options on that front to kind of see what our options are because it is pure libel to loop me in and to lump our organization in with no difference or delineation with things that I and our organization have gone out of our way to denounce. We have a black spokesman, a gay black spokesman by the name of Rob Smith. Prior to that, our communications director is Candace Owens. We host a Latino and black leadership summit every single year. We are nowhere near anywhere the ideology that she might think we espouse. But that just shows how far the academy has fallen when you have university presidents that misrepresent reality. In fact, I could be an ally and I could be a partner in the fight against these sort of extremist ideas because that's, I truly believe they are evil. I believe it is evil to hold any sort of belief that one race is better than the other. However, this university president thinks just because I'm a conservative and just because I spoke before, once before at Colorado State University, and there were protesters that I repudiated and I renounced, she now has to indict our entire group at Colorado State University, which is a diverse, terrific group. And for her to be a president of a major university in America and to say something like this, that shows how far colleges have fallen. And it's one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen from a university. Um, anyone who goes to Colorado State should be totally ashamed that you have that fool running your school. And that was Charlie Kirk uh, with Turning Point USA. Right now we're going to listen to Matthew Hitt, the faculty chair from the Poli Sci Fun Club. And then after that we're going to be listening to Kahori Kaiser with Rams for Bernie and their response to Charlie's interview with us. But before we do that, we just wanted to ask all of our listeners a question. If you wanted to share your opinions and your beliefs about Charlie Kirk and Donald Trump Jr. coming on campus, go ahead and text us at 970-491-5278. Once again, that number is going to be 970-491-5278. And uh, we'll probably read them aloud as long as they're civil. Yeah. All right. And here's Matthew Hitt and Kahori Kaiser. Do you think this is a debate of freedom of speech or it's something political? Right. Well, unfortunately, the, these things are connected in 2019 in a way that I'm not sure they always have been in American political discourse, where you have a group like Turning Point USA, which uh, its members would vociferously reject uh, being labeled as white supremacist, uh, bigoted, intolerant, that sort of thing. And yet uh, they seem the group seems to attract that kind of criticism, right? And this could be a function of any number of things, um, the behavior of individuals within the organization, uh, statements that individuals within the organization have made, as well as the kinds of other groups that sometimes show up at Turning Point USA's events, right? Which uh, certainly I've never seen evidence that this is coordinated in any way, but it, uh, it causes that uh, connection to be, to be made in some minds. I do think what's important uh, for some folks to remember here is that we ought to be careful in drawing the distinctions between what kinds of political speech and discourse uh, we're willing to censor, we're willing to try and silence, and which kinds we simply have to say the spirit of living in a democratic society is that we ought to listen to and uh, engage with ideas that we disagree with, and that those ideas, if they're not threatening violence, if they're not menacing or harassing on an individual basis, 
those ideas themselves are not causing physical harm, right? Whereas menacing or harassing speech is of a different category in the legal sense. So do you think um, on a college campuses the conservative viewpoint is stifled? No. No. So and at least, <laughs> so let, let me let me explain that a little bit. I think if there's a stifling of viewpoint of political viewpoints by undergraduates on this campus, I think to a certain extent students do it to themselves, uh, where there's a fear of that difficult conversation happening in class. And I think you see this from both uh, students who might style themselves as more progressive as well as conservative students, where students don't want to raise their hand and express uh, a difficult viewpoint. And I haven't sat in on every other professor's class. I don't know. My goal as a professor is that every student walks into the classroom feeling like they can express sincerely held political and ideological viewpoints in a respectful and civil manner, and we can have that exchange of ideas. And I certainly, one of the things you hear sometimes students say is, well, I know I'm conservative, but if I write a liberal paper, I'm going to get a better grade, right? So of course, it must be these liberal professors. And in my experience, trying to write from a viewpoint that is not your own causes you to engage in more critical thinking. Um, it's a natural psychological tendency to think that our own values, our own ideology, our own positions are probably the correct ones. That's why we hold them, for goodness sake. So we don't examine them or we don't articulate them as fully because we almost implicitly, subconsciously feel we don't need to. Uh, so if you are conservative and you wrote a liberal paper, quote unquote, whatever that means, and you got an A+, plus, is it possible that you simply articulated those ideas better? <laughs> because you've had to think about them more carefully. How would I articulate a liberal viewpoint? And sure. vice versa. My name is Kaori Kaiser, and I'm with Rams for Bernie. Okay. Uh, Joyce McConnell sent out an email to Colorado State University students and staff that labeled Charlie Kirk as a white supremacist. And in a recording we played for you, he rebuttaled by calling her a fool and that anybody who goes to CSU should be ashamed, essentially, of having her as their president. What are your thoughts on that? I think we've seen on this campus a lot of pushback from a lot of different groups of students on the way Joyce has handled the situations of bias and racism on this campus. I Sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, for sure. So just your thoughts on um, Charlie Kirk uh, and how he reacted to Joyce McConnell calling him a white supremacist. He called her a fool. He said that uh, you should be ashamed to have her as our president. He's thinking of taking legal action against her. Yeah, I think a lot of students are uncomfortable right now. There's a lot that's been going on. And um, like we've had like the not proud to be marches. I don't think it's only the people who are associated with Turning Point or with Charlie Kirk who are feeling like, this isn't the best way that any of these situations could be handled. I think it's interesting given that Turning Point is very pro-First Amendment free speech and is saying that they want to take legal action against the words that President McConnell has said because I think it just goes to show that the way that laws and policies and our Constitution is enforced, it oftentimes just continues to uphold these like systems of oppression that we see because 
the people who are in power are the only ones who are going to be able to have the resources and ability to take legal action against things like that. You know, we see libel and slander and things like that for every population, but not everyone has the resources, both financially, socially, and legally, uh, to take on those kind of comments and take action against them. I think if you want to say that you're pro-free speech, you should be pro-free speech, and that includes giving people the ability to push back against the things that you're saying. Okay, and then another thing that he mentioned in uh, our interview with him was that he is not a white supremacist, Turning Point USA um, doesn't support those ideologies, and something they used as an example for that is that they have a black member of their uh, organization, they host a Latino event every year, Um, and what are your thoughts on him not calling himself a white supremacist and that Turning Point USA is actually an inclusive environment? Um, like I said before, nothing exists in a vacuum, and if it, it's pretty evident that that group does attract some of the far-right and white supremacist attention. And it's just kind of shocking to me st- that still, in 2019, we're hearing people say things that are as cliched as, like, oh, we're not uninclusive, we have this one black person here, or we have this one event for Latinas, um, but it, it's more about the entire thing. Like, think about the major demographic of people that you're attracting, um, most of the population that you're talking to, and I think you can still take actions and have, and say things that are harmful to people on a larger scale, but include people who belong to those groups. Um, in your organization because everyone's experiences are different everyone's an individual Um, and just because you have a few people who belong to certain groups who agree with you doesn't mean that you're not doing things that are harmful to people who look like them and grew up in different situations in like those kind of situations and have to deal with these things every day. So we just heard from Corey Kaiser uh, with Rams from Bernie, and that was her response to Charlie's interview. Now, um, Charlie did mention um, the statements of our school president, Joyce McConnell, in an email from September 20th. And in that email, President McConnell mentions the uh, acts of hate, such as the uh, swastika and blackface incidents. And uh, if you are not familiar uh, what those incidents are, we actually have an episode about each of them on our show talking with uh, some people who were involved or affected. So if you want to learn more about those, you can see more about those on our website, kcsufm.com under RMR. Um, We did reach out to Joyce McConnell for a a comment about this email in which she equates these uh, incidences to Charlie Kirk's coming to campus, which is something that Charlie was talking about. However, unfortunately, we did not receive a response from Joyce McConnell's office, even though we did send them the interview. Um, however, we did uh, get a chance to talk to Charlie a little more about Joyce's comments, um, and then we got a chance to have uh, Professor Matthew Hitt respond to Charlie's reaction to those comments. And uh, once again, Charlie Kirk is the uh, president of Turning Point USA. Matthew Hitt is the uh, faculty chair of the Political Science Fun Club here on campus, and he's a political science professor. 
Um, if you have any opinions or questions you would like to share about Charlie Kirk coming to campus, you can text them to us at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278. Or you can tweet them to us at, at KCSUFM. But uh, we're going to come back with the interview with Charlie Kirk and his comments on Joyce McConnell's um, uh, email about him. And I believe he's also, does this segment also have the bit about... Yeah, this uh, is the t Professor Watch Professor list. Watch List. So there's, there's uh, Charlie Kirk uh, created a program called Professor Watch List, and we're also going to have uh, Professor Hit respond to that. Well, let's talk about uh, resources that you may be providing for college students to um, help further freedom of speech. And one of those would be a professor watch list. Uh, what is professor watch list and how could it be useful to a college student? Sure. So our professor watch list is an awareness and an educational project that was started a couple years ago when we started to get hundreds and hundreds and eventually thousands of pieces of feedback and complaints from students that professors we're saying things so beyond outrageous, so beyond the pale, that they warranted additional exposure, such as grading students differently because of their beliefs, kicking them out, or singling them out because they might be Christians or conservatives, or saying that Houston deserves to be hit by a hurricane because they voted for Donald Trump, uh, or calling Donald Trump a syphilitic Nazi, something that a professor at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas has said, or displaying the ISIS flag proudly in one classroom like a professor at Kent State University. And so you tally all these things together. These are not isolated incidents. This is a trend. And so we launched the professor watch list as a way to profile uh, publicly the remarks that were already made and reported on by other news sources, such as student newspapers, the Huffington Post, even CNN at times, and then consolidate it to an easy-to-use list and we're not saying that these professors should shut up. It's not Professor Blacklist or Professor Hitlist. Instead, it is Professor Watchlist. These, these professors, if they really believe the radical things that they were saying, they should be happy that they are all documented together now on one website. And we've received such great feedback from people, from even professors, but board members and students, parents and teachers and alumni that are really encouraged that they have more information about some of the radicalism that is going within their own Gotcha. All right, one last big question, and uh, this is coming back to uh, you coming to campus. So last year, um, when you came to campus, things were mostly typical, but there was an incident, uh, a violent incident, where um, some students, or they may not have been students, some unknown persons in uh, bat with bats, shields, and gas masks, who you yourself earlier in this interview said you do not support, um, did attack students who identified as Antifa and um, other other students. How can you? What can you say to Colorado State students to assuade them that this won't happen again this year? Well, I mean, I denounce it and I repudiate it. I hope it doesn't happen again. I have no idea who these people are. I opened my speech last time I came and denounced it and rejected it. I mean, we're a healthy host, and I can't control where viruses show up. And so that's a virus. And everything I can to make sure that doesn't be present. But I'll tell you what, your president is making it a lot more likely that something bad is going to happen because she's misrepresenting me to be something that I'm not. Your president came out and said, Charlie Kirk and Turning Point USA are conservatives that stand for you know equality under the law, and we might disagree on big issues, but we agree that these, these things are 
are, you know, are evil, then there would be a lot less likelihood of something happen. But your president, because she's a total fool, and she's someone who's a radical leftist, who has smeared and maligned me and our organization, and she could possibly face legal uh, legal repercussions because of what she and the university said. Um, unfortunately, now students think someone is coming to campus who isn't really coming to campus. If she actually accurately depicted it, she would realize I'm a partner and an ally in the fight against evil and the fight against white supremacy, which is evil. So I'm disappointed that uh, she didn't do that. I will do everything I can daily and hourly to reject that and hope it doesn't come. I really hope it doesn't come at all. And uh, violence is never the answer. I've never advocated for it. I've never tolerated it. So, Gotcha. All right. Um, we're about to end it up. Just Thank final you very thoughts. Much. Yeah. Uh, anything you'd like okay. to say to the students? People should here? show up. Yeah. Come, come and show up and turn out. And we can't wait to have a good conversation. And I appreciate the opportunity to share our message on this show. So thank you. Thank you, Charlie. All right. We just listened to the president and co-founder of Turning Point USA, Charlie Kirk, and some of his opinions on how professors should be held accountable for their beliefs and uh, also how Joyce McConnell should be held accountable for uh, some of the things she said. Uh, We wanted to mention that all of these interviews will be posted in their edited and unedited full versions on our website tonight, Um, and that's going to be at KCSUFM.com. Dot com, yeah. Um, but also, we want to remind you guys to keep texting in your opinions, uh, any questions you had, any, honestly, anything about the upcoming culture war speech that's taking place at the UCA at 7 with Charlie Kirk and Donald Trump Jr. We actually got a text. Uh, it says, loving this reporting, guys. Very thorough and doing a good job of showing all sides, something that is definitely needed when people are so eager to take sides without listening to other opinions or researching facts. Thank you. Yeah, thank That's you about what we're, that. We're trying to do. We're trying to um, look at this from all perspectives. I mean, we, you know, we we got a chance to actually talk to Charlie Kirk about this stuff. So it really, it's 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 important to be able to discuss everything that we discuss with him if he's coming to campus today. Um, and with that being said, we are going to be coming back to Professor Matthew Hitt with his uh, with two responses from him. First of all, we're going to have him respond to the idea that. Any violence tonight will be caused by Joyce McConnell's statements, uh, which is something Charlie said, which we thought was something something we should discuss. And then after that, we're going to talk with him a little bit about the Professor Watchlist app um, and what that does and what that means for professors like Professor Hit. After that, we're going to come back and we're going to have uh, some comments from Meg Little with the Young Democratic Socialists of America. And... Um, if you have any questions or thoughts or comments you want us to hear or you want to be said on the show, you can just text them in to 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-KCSU. We want to have everyone included in this conversation, so uh, let your voice be heard and send us a text, but don't text and drive. Anyway, without any further ado, this is Professor Matthew Hitt of the Political Science Fund Club. So this... Violence at the Turning Point USA, that will not be President McConnell's fault, in my view. Uh, I think that's a, that's a statement that certainly comes across as uh, provocative, right? And certainly part of Turning Point USA's brand behavior is uh, provocative. They're provocateurs, and I think that's not in and of itself a bad thing, right? But to say that if you criticize me 
uh, because people have, there's been violence in my events in the past and there's more violence, it's your fault for pointing it out is, uh, I'm not, I'm not sure I can follow the logic. So th I have a question about a, a resource that Charlie Kirk developed for college students and as a professor, I think mm -hmm. you'd be interested in this. Sure. Uh, it's called, have you heard of Professor Watchlist? Yes, I have. What do you uh, think of Professor Watchlist? I think, so when I, when I said some people could consider Turning Point USA provocateurs, I think T Professor Watchlist is an example of this, right? There is a gotcha culture in American uh, political conversation today, and Professor Watchlist feeds into that. If we can, uh, you know, record a clip of someone saying anything that comes across as partisan, um, well, that, that surely means this person is trying to poison the minds of the conservative youth or the liberal youth or God knows what. Um, I'm trying to poison the minds of my students to just read the syllabus and do the required reading. So if, you know, anyone who would ascribe to me the ability to change someone's deeply held ideology and values uh, vastly overestimates my abilities as an instructor. Um, I think what Professor Watchlist does is... Has, I think it has the potential to encourage someone like me, who's a, I'm newer to this profession, um, I have not yet been granted tenure by this university, and things like Professor Watchlist simply discourage me from having difficult or controversial conversations in the classroom at all. Because I'm not certain if I have a student who would like to make an example out of me, or make an example out of my class, simply for discussing things that are going on in uh, the political scene. And so I think the, the professor watch list and things like this that attempt to name and shame professors for being biased has a chilling effect on education for everybody. And there are a lot of professors out there who work in a vulnerable capacity as non-tenure tract and adjunct faculty members. And their livelihoods can be threatened if they become politically controversial or speak seen as politically controversial. And so I'm not sure that Professor Watchlist is doing any good for bettering the quality of political and civic education on university campuses today. Sure. That was Professor Matthew Hitt of the Political Science Department. He is the faculty chair of the Political Science Fund Club. And we just want to say thank you to Professor Hitt for uh, taking the time to talk with me about this interview and for sharing his opinions. Um, we will be posting the full unedited versions of each of these interviews. That's with Professor Hitt, that's with Charlie Kirk, that's with Corey Kaiser, and with Meg Little, who will be coming up in a bit. All of those will be going on our website in both their edited and unedited formats, in case you are interested. Um, we, once again, um, really value our listeners' perspectives on this, and we know that this is a campus discussion. Um, so we would really love... Any opinions, questions, comments, texted to 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278. Or you could tweet them at KCSUFM. Um, we know that uh, there are a lot of opinions, and this is uh, emotionally close to many people. So uh, please let us know how you're feeling. Um, yeah. Anything you want to add, Red? Yeah. Um, no, I think I'll just go right into our next guest. Well, first I'll say, actually, so... Uh, yeah, make sure you guys are texting in. Uh, we love to hear from you, and we love to hear the variety of opinions that you guys have. Um, so Meg Little is from the Young Democratic—oh, actually, we just got a text, so I'll go ahead and say that right now. 
So what that says is what the last three years has shown us is that the majority of conservatives are racist to some degree and some don't even know it. Conservative mindsets have a tendency to insurance, greed, and bigotry. Racism goes deep, so deep that some are too afraid to admit it. Trump helped solidify this realization. This is, comes from a text. Uh, the person did not identify themselves by name, but if they are listening and want to text in their name, uh, we'd be happy to. Um, but yeah, that so that that is definitely a uh, a point of view here. Um, I mean, we've we've talked about race and the conversations about racism before on the show. Um, for those who didn't hear that, we had. A, after the blackface incident in September, we had uh, about a week-long coverage with experts about that and talking about the discussion of race and uh, racism on campus. And um, you know, a lot of a lot of what came from that that discussion is it's it's a learning process for a lot of people, and especially people who aren't used to talking about race. And so, um, this this listener who texted in believes that uh, the conservative viewpoint is one of uh, I, I don't want to take the words out of context, Ryan. Could you pull that back up for me real quick? Um, they said, so let's see, the quote was, uh, conservative mindsets have a, or the majority of conservatives are racist to some degree, is what this text says. And I, I would say what we've heard from our experts we've had in here about race in the past um, oh, and this is from Dave and Loveland. Thank you very much, Dave. We really appreciate you texting in. We really, really appreciate you identifying yourself. Um, thank you so much, Dave. And Dave, what I would say to you is uh, a lot of a lot of people don't talk very often about race, and that conversation may not be had enough. And um, if if we do, if if we individually see racism as a problem. In our society, and if we whether or not we see it as a political problem or not, the more we talk about it, the uh, more we all understand each other. So I think it's—I really appreciate you bringing that to our attention, Dave. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, also Dave uh, texted in that he made a spelling error, and usually I wouldn't point that out. However, it does change the narrative of his text a little bit, so— uh, Initially, I said conservative mindsets have a tendency to insurance, and what uh, Dave initially meant to say was conservative mindsets have a tendency to ignorance, greed, and big bigotry. Uh, so thank you for texting in, Dave. And anyone else, they want to text in, give their opinion, you can text in at 970-491-5278. We will, you know, as long as, as long as you're keeping it civil, we prefer if you include your name so we can say uh, who's saying this, but, you know, we will read opinions this is a conversation and we are here to keep that conversation flowing so with that in mind uh ren you want to introduce our next um recorded segment yeah definitely so this is a little bit of a different segment um i reached out to the young democratic socialists of america and specifically the young democratic socialists of america's chapter at csu if they would like to come in um for our panel that we had initially planned and kind of be an opposing view to um charlie kirk and we would also have a moderate as well however um their response was uh, initially about their statement against debating certain people. So rather than Meg uh, coming in and reacting to Charlie Kirk's uh, interview as many of the other guests that we featured, uh, instead she's going to be talking about why she didn't want to come on the show and why the Young Democratic Socialists of America have such a strong stance against debating. Take it away. 
I'm Meg Little. I'm from the YDSA, that's Young Democratic Socialists of America. We're a leftist group on campus. And so we invited you to come speak on the show, but I think I discussed with uh, Rob and you that uh, that wasn't going to be a possibility. Uh, could you go into depth about why that wasn't going to be a possibility? Yeah, of course. So it's the view of the YDSA as well as the view of the over 700 people that signed the petition that we created that the speakers, Charlie Kirk, Donald Trump, the organization putting this event on TPUSA are perpetuating harmful rhetoric and that their presence on campus poses a threat to everybody else on campus. So what we want to do is we want to show opposition to this, and we don't want to legitimize their presence on campus. We don't want them on campus. So it doesn't make sense for us to engage with them once they are on the campus. We don't want to legitimize their hate speech by going on a show and pretending to debate with them about these things that really aren't debatable. The rights of people and workers and those in marginalized communities are not up for discussion or debate. These are the lives and the identities of the people on this campus and in this community. Um, so to even pose the idea that we should be able to have uh, an open-ended discussion about, you know, how these things affect our community, and I, it doesn't matter. <laughs> their opinions and their views are, by definition, violent, and they propose that we should we should delegitimize and dehumanize the people that are on our campus and in our community. And we don't want to give any credence to that argument. So we don't want to engage with Charlie Kirk. We don't want to engage with TPUSA. We have a strict like no contact policy because of this very thing. All righty. And that was Meg Little with the Young Democratic Socialists of America. Um, once again, we wanted to remind you that all of our edited and unedited uh, feature pieces with all of our interviewees will be on our website at KCSU FM tonight. That includes Charlie Kirk's interview, Kaori Kaiser's interview, Matthew Hitt's interview, and Meg Little's interview, which you just listened to. Um, we are still taking in uh, opinions and thoughts from any listeners who would like to voice their opinions. Text them in to 970-491-5278. Please text them in to 970-491-5278. If you include your name, we'd really appreciate it. We are not taking calls. We did get a phone call into the studio earlier, but we are not taking calls at this time, just text messages. Yeah, and we actually just got a text message. Let me pull it up. Uh, and it's from the person who uh, texted us earlier. If you'd like to text us to your name, that would be really helpful to us as well. And it says, while there's no denying that the conservative party has had issues with race and still does and needs to work on it, Dave, denoting majority of conservatives as ignorant bigots, is a bit ignorant in and of itself, in my opinion. Lumping an entire group of people like this only adds to division. Thank you so much for texting in. Um, I think that's a that's a, a very interesting point that actually ties into uh, how I was about I was wanting to wrap this up, and so that is uh, that is the end of our pre-recorded uh, interviews about Charlie Kirk and what's happening on campus today. And of course, we are happy to still take uh, texts and discuss that. But I, I would just like to say um, that we, we've spent a long time kind of deliberating and working on how we were going to approach this ever since we first learned that we were going to be able to talk to Charlie Kirk and then trying to build up around that. And uh, I think it's worth noting that um, both, uh, both Meg Little touched upon it and our last texter touched in upon it. And that's the idea of uh, a rhetorical perspective. And as uh, a radio station, we provide a rhetorical perspective that, that you as a listener are hearing. And we understand that you um, that you only hear what we choose to put out there and what who we think should be given a voice, and that 
while we do our best to make those unbiased and informed decisions as much as we possibly can, it nobody's perfect, and everyone's going to have a different opinion on how we do this. So if you have feedback for us, uh, Ren and I, as a Rocky Mountain Review hosts, tackling tough issues like Charlie Kirk coming to campus, and whether or not we do it in a biased or unbiased way, and if you feel there were voices that we missed talking to, or perspectives that we skated over, or ones that we gave too much focus to, we would really appreciate uh, any feedback on that. You can definitely text that in at 970-491-5278. We may or may not read those out loud. Uh, we may just take those as notes, but uh, that's really important to us that uh, our listeners feel that we are doing a good job of covering controversial topics like these and not coming at any one viewpoint too much. And uh, we just got a... We got two no, more texts. There are two more texts, and one of those... Oh, my gosh. We got a lot more texts. So All one right. of these... Uh, so this one says is from Becky Delane. Thank you, Becky. She said, as a black woman, the left is obsessed with finding racism between every line and under every rock. It's good to call out racism, but the hyperbole can actually make things worse. Convincing people to find racism in everything, even perceiving it where it isn't, victimizing that person and makes uh, makes racial tensions worse. I was a lifelong liberal, and I've searched hours of Kirk content and have never seen racism or calls to violence. The hysteria is making things worse, and if you want Trump to win again, go ahead and go around calling decent regular people racist deplorables and watch how fast they elect the guy who's going to fight back against you. Thank you so much, Becky. I think that is a great perspective, and uh, we really appreciate that you identified yourself as a black woman. I think um, that's... Uh, we appreciate the context, and um, that's an excellent point. Thank you for sharing that. Um, we are now go to Dave, back to Dave from Loveland, who um, would like to specify that he said he did not state that all conservatives are a racist to some degree. He said conservatives have a tendency to be racist to some degree. Um, that is Dave from Loveland clarifying that statement. We have uh, one more. Yeah, we have one more that says, uh, what about the petition that was going on around campus? The people who wanted the event to be canceled. As a journalist, I think it's bonkers that they were trying to allow campus to disregard the, justi the justification of free speech. That was crazy to me. And both sides can be extreme. It's strange to see it on CSU's campus, especially in a town like Fort Collins. And that's from Emily FM. Thank you so and, much, for Emily, for texting in. Yeah, actually, I think um, our reporter, Coda Babcock, Later on is going to talk more about the protests that are going on on campus. Um, so stay tuned for that if you're more interested in some of the uh, protests that are going on on campus. I know um, one of the ones that CODA is not uh, touching on just because there's not a lot of information on who started it is there's going to be a sit-in during uh, Charlie Kirk's uh, speech where students are encouraged to wear all black and not react to anything that Charlie Kirk says. And as for the petition, the petition was started by the Young Democratic Socialists of uh, America, uh, CSU's chapter. And I think um, Meg touched on that they got over 700 uh, s signatures on that. Yes. Um, and it's I, I really like that you specified, Emily, that you are a journalist. Um and I think I think that's that's important to keep in mind that uh, we we are also coming at this from the perspective of journalists, and we are interested in hearing every perspective. We are interested in uh, you know perpetuating free speech and perpetuating free speech on the airwaves. And so I think that's a, a great perspective to keep in mind. Uh, we got another text in from Chris, who says he is 56 years old and white, and uh, he says great text from Becky. I couldn't agree more. 
Uh, thank you, Chris. And uh, just for anyone who missed it, Becky's text was basically saying that, um, and I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but basically saying that if we go around uh, calling calling everyone racist deplorables, then uh, watch how fast they turn against you. And Becky does not believe that Charlie Kirk has been racist or said racist things. Um, and thank you so much to everyone who yeah, participated in this discussion. Yeah, I think this, this is discussion. the most response we've ever gotten on a show, which oh, is this, great. It's a fantastic discussion. And, yeah. you know, the, if you guys keep texting in, we'll keep it going, too. Uh, I think we're actually going to take a quick break before we hop in with the rest of our show. Yeah, so the beginning of our show is a little bit um, unorthodox. So we're going to jump into the last part of our show as our regularly scheduled program, just a little bit shortened. So after our longer break, we're going to hear from Dixon Lawson uh, with his sports newscast. And then after that we're going to hear from Coda Babcock, our reporter for local and a little bit of campus news. After that, we're going to do a short, short weather segment and a short, short uh, national segment. We'll be right back. 